This is the Book Legion Podcast, where we review thought-provoking books to give our Legionnaires the knowledge they need to dominate the next level of their life. Hi, everybody. Thanks for joining me on the Book Legion. My name is Ty Revens. This week, I'm going to be covering Les Brown's most recent book, You've Got to Be Hungry. So in the event that you've been sleeping under a rock for the last 75 years and you're not familiar with who Les Brown is, I'm just going to do a quick bio on him. He's accomplished so much. I could probably spend the whole podcast just talking about all of Les's accomplishments. But Les Brown was born in Miami. He's a twin. He was born into poverty. He was actually born in an abandoned warehouse. His mother gave him up for adoption. He was adopted by a lady named Mammy, who he references book uh, references in the book nonstop. I believe he was one of six kids that she adopted. Um, and he, one of the things that when his mother gave him up for adoption was that whoever was adopting them had to adopt both him and his brother so they weren't separated, which she, in fact, Mammy did, in fact, do. Now, Les, again, was someone that grew up in poverty, but he grew up with a lot of love and learned a lot of life lessons. But he also grew up in a time where segregation was still really prevalent in the United States. And so he had a really interesting and very hard childhood growing up with poverty, growing up with segregation, especially in the South. To make matters worse, Les was also labeled mentally retarded throughout school, although he was not. He was a twin and his brother was not labeled that way, but Leslie was um, labeled that way, unfortunately. So he was viciously ridiculed um, throughout school. But during school, he met a great mentor, Mr. Washington, who started to help him develop self-confidence. Mr. Washington was a very pivotal character in Les Brown's life. And something that he refers to often, the conversations he had with this man to help him to get him to see his own self-worth. Now, as he got out of high school, out into the world, he did any everything from working for waste management to become a radio disc jockey, then getting to be a House of Representative and working in Congress. Then, so what he's most well known for, which is being one of the world's best motivational speakers. So Les has done all kinds of amazing things. He's a cancer survivor. Um, he's got several uh, children himself that now help him with his foundation and to continue to spread his knowledge. Um, the guy's traveled all over the world to spread his motivational speaking topics and to help enlighten people and get people to believe in themselves and develop self-confidence. So this book was really interesting because it's a lot about his life's journey, but it also is full of just all kinds of amazing stories and wisdom. So I'm going to cover my three favorite parts of the book. So the first uh, part of the book I want to talk about was in chapter three, and there's a bunch of different sub chapters within a chapter. So I want to talk about one in particular, which is make moves, not excuses. Now, I just kind of gave you a two minute bio and who Les Brown is, and I very quickly went over the things that he's accomplished, which is more than most people, given his circumstances, could ever hope to accomplish in several lifetimes, let alone one. And the one thing that Les really has done throughout his life is he just takes ownership of the circumstance. Now, he could definitely say, well, I was labeled mentally retarded. I was, I mean, had all kinds of prejudice because of racism and segregation in the South, uh, being an African-American man. He was someone that, uh, you know, came from humble beginnings. There's a story in them about how his shoes didn't fit his feet. And so Mammy made him go stand in the bathtub with these leather shoes on to stretch out the leather so they would, then would fit his feet, right? So he, he is one person 
that could have made excuses for his situation and could have been validated to some extent about not accomplishing anything in his life. But he was someone that did not make excuses. He always found a will and a way to accomplish whatever it was at that time that he wanted to do, like becoming a a radio disc jockey. The story that he tells in the book about him becoming a disc jockey is incredible. I don't want to root it for you, but what he had to go through and the way that he attacked it was incredible. What he had to do when he got up and to become a disc jockey out in Ohio, uh, which I'm going to get into uh, in, in another section, what he had to endure, um, having to battle cancer, having to help his mother, Mammy, who battled cancer. It said being a motivational speaker. He In the book, he disclosed that he went through a little bit of an opioid, opioid uh, addiction as well. Um, he's gone through several divorces, but he never made excuses to say that he can't do something. He always found a will and a way. And he goes over a lot of how to do that in the book. So if you're someone who's really struggling with how to overcome a certain obstacle or challenge in your life, see it as just that. It's just a challenge, something you have to overcome. He's very focused on the solution, not always the problems. So there was a big takeaways and a wonderful story um, in that in that section, make moves and excuses. Now, the second chapter I want to talk to you about is chapter five. And the subtitle uh, or the subchapter after in that develop a ritual and so he really talks about you know learning from guys from Jim Rome Zig Ziglar and listening to their audiobooks he talks so much about that one negative comment that you tell yourself takes 17 positive comments to replace it so you have to be very careful of the rituals and the stories and the habits that you tell yourself and that you act on so he gives a lot of practical advice about how to use the car like you know Zig Ziglar talks about the automobile university right putting on positive podcast uh, listening to motivational speakers right listening to tactical information about your profession, always trying to rewire your brain to stay positive. He talks a lot about this negative self-talk and how much it really starts to impact your mind. So you want to develop positive rituals. So, you know, for me, someone who didn't have the childhood that he did, but someone that has faced challenges and obstacles in their life, like we all do, it was a good reminder of how much we need to continually feed our minds positivity. So when we have those bad days, we have tools, resources, people, and things that we can listen to to lift us up, get us out of that slump or that negative mindset as quickly as possible. Now, the last section I want to talk to you about is chapter six, which was you'll hear less talk about is OQP, only quality people. And he really drills in on this um, of only quality people because it's so important that you surround yourself with great people. You know, Jim Rohn talked a lot about who was I know that someone that Les knew and looked up to as well. That, and we've all heard this now, kind of, it's kind of a cliche saying, but people don't take it to heart, that you're like the five people you spend the most time with. So if you are hanging out with losers, inevitably you're going to be a loser. If you're hanging out with people that make 50 grand, you're probably going to make around 50 grand. If you're hanging out with people that are habitually negative and always focus on the problems, then you're probably going to be habitually negative and always focused on your problems, right? So he talks about you really want to hang out with only quality people. And that means you've got to take an inventory of people that are in your life who those people are, how are they affecting you, how are they contributing to your life in a positive way if they're not get rid of them. And um, 
you know, he doesn't sugarcoat this, that sometimes you just got to cut people. And the one thing I say about every chapter in this book, like I mentioned, he gives phenomenal stories, things that he went through or people that he knew how, uh, you know, having only quality people affected him or people that it affected people that were his friends and he saw it suffer or people that were elevated by the different examples of the different sub chapters of the book. So it made for a wonderful read. It's not very long. It's only, uh, it's about 250 pages, 260 pages. But because he's such a phenomenal storyteller and he has such a compelling story himself, it makes for an excellent read. So I, I definitely highly recommend this book. You know, he's probably top three motivational speakers for me all time. I'm maybe even number one. You know, I can't really think maybe David Goggins in his own uh, masochistic way is a, is, is a motivational guy that I like. But Les just, you know, he's 76, 77. So he's got so many years of wisdom and he's seen so much in our country and across the world that he can draw from all those experiences that guys that are in their 30s and 40s that are nowadays motivational gurus can't really talk to you about at the level and the depth that he can. So I really appreciate a book from that. Guys like this, guys you want to learn from and you want to absorb their mindset and their content. So definitely pick up the book. I'm going to post a link to the book in the show notes. So you can just go down there, click on the show notes, or if you're watching this on YouTube, you can go ahead and, and swing down and uh, in the notes and purchase the book. Um, I think the book was like, you know, 13, 14, 15 books, somewhere in that neighborhood. So definitely pick it up. It's a winner. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the book review. Hopefully there's some tangible takeaways. Hopefully you go pick up this pick up this book to help change wherever you're at. Even if you're succeeding in life, this is the thing that's, the, these types of books and these books reviews for me are not about the people that are just struggling. They're, they're just as much for the people that are winning. They just want to take it to the next level. Because I feel like for me, I've been very blessed in my life uh, so far especially as my adult life. And that the more that I consume content like that, the better my life uh, continues to get. So if you guys haven't done so, so please subscribe to the podcast, uh, the YouTube. I'd really appreciate it. Hit me up on social media, at Tizer Evans on all platforms. Uh, let me know you're listening. Say hi, introduce yourself, and drop me a review. If you get time, I'd really appreciate it. It makes it easier for more people to find the podcast. Uh, thanks so much. I'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you.